buddies. Welcome to episode 40. Oh my goodness, 40 of HNC Buddies, the podcast. I hope everyone had a great week since the last episode. Um, mine has been pretty chill. I've been sleeping a lot, to be honest. But since I've been working from home, um, I've had a lot of time to focus on myself and do things that I do enjoy, which has mainly been video games. Um, I managed to get back uh, on track with working out. Even though the workouts still aren't as extensive as they used to be, I'm so happy to be able to compete, or I'm sorry, complete a workout with more than one exercise. Um, it's only been two days, but I take it a day at a time. Soon I'll have a week complete, then two weeks, and eventually a month, and that's what's motivating me right now. Uh, I lost so much weight since I got sick, and so my goal is to gain that weight back and try to get my muscle tone back, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I have a lot of moments of extreme frustration because of all this time to myself. I've uprooted more than I already have. Um, I've been so close to complete breakdowns. I share this with you guys because it's important. It's important to show you all that I will not stoop to that darkness. The ride is not fun by any means, but I will get through it. I always do. I appreciate the support of those that have continuously reached out and tried to help me through it. Uh, I'm not always the best at leaning on people, especially now with a lot of the things that I've realized, but I still appreciate you guys nonetheless. Uh, just a reminder, I am still raising money for StackUp. You can find all the information on stackup.org. If you go to my link tree, link, it's link, okay, it's, the website's weird. It's linktr, all one word, dot ee backslash generator. Uh, you can find a link to the donation page. I do have a couple incentives up on that page, but the fun incentives will take place on the 30th of July when I do my live stream on Twitch. Um, and just a reminder that the merch store does have some new merchandise. All the profits do go to stack up until I'm done doing this charity run. Then I'll move on to the next charity. Um, now, without further ado, let's bring on uh, Tavern Keeper producer Bill. <laughs> what? <laughs> tavern Keeper, like the old timey Tavern Keepers. That's what. You oh, mean. okay. I, I didn't get that reference. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> so that's very cool. Uh, so. How? Welcome back. I know you thank had to you, take a little you. break last week because you yeah. know some things. Yeah, th things happen. Life happens. Uh, missed everybody. Glad to be back and uh, get ready to get back into the swing of things. Yeah, I'm excited. We're officially in season two. We started that last week. Um, mm -hmm. I think uh, I have a lot of good ideas. It's just a matter of executing them. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see. I'm working on a video, like a little short intro video with my theme song. So maybe mm -hmm. that'll be something fun to spice things up a little bit, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my lighting. I think I blame the the lighting in oh, the background. Oh, tavern keeper. Oh, yeah, tavern keeper. Tavern oh, keeper Bill. I don't. I don't know why I thought you said trapper keeper Bill. I'm like, what the hell? No. <laughs> <laughs> tavern um, keeper. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can. I can roll with that. All right. I I think I'm gonna turn this light off because like it's making me pale and then it's making me really tan. I don't mind the tan, but I don't know what's going on. It's really really weird. So let me turn this light off in the back. Okay. <laughs> we'll let Jen do her thing real quick and uh get the lighting going. Um yeah, so what are we talking about? What are, what is everybody doing? Did I miss anything or Um so we had some exciting guests last week. We had Courtney and Patrick of Evil Pudding Podcast, a true crime Evil Pudding, a true crime podcast. They're phenomenal. Um just getting started. Uh, I remember, so when we did our big um, uh, live back in August about the Afghanistan thing, Patrick mm -hmm. was one of my guests and mm -hmm. he'd reached out uh, shortly after that asking about, you know, starting a podcast because him and his wife want to start one up and just listening. I, I listened to them for like 12 hours straight on my ride back from uh, Ohio back to New York and just listening to their like evolution of like you know, the, them tweaking the things that they need to tweak and just hearing the stories of these different serial killers. I mean, I, I'm still pretty in the beginning of it, but they do go into like some paranormal stuff. I learned a new phrase last week. Um, oh, shit. Now, I don't remember the phrase cryptozoology or something like that. Mm -hmm. cryptozoology. So I think he's going to do an episode on that. So, you know, about Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster, the Chupacabra, the New Jersey Devil, which I didn't know was a thing. I thought that was just what they named really? their team. Yeah, I didn't know it was a thing. I thought, Oh it was my gosh, you, you've never watched. Uh, I think Kevin Smith mentions the New Jersey Devil in one way or another in like all of his movies. And I know uh, the TV show Comic Book Men, they did an entire episode around the uh, New Jersey Devil. 
both yeah. the hockey team and the legend. <laughs> yeah, I, I had no idea. I thought it was just the name of their their team, but uh, yeah. So that's it's it's a really interesting podcast. I highly recommend you guys go listen to them wherever you listen to podcasts. I listen to them on Spotify. That's where I do most of my podcast listening. But you can also go to Anchor FM. Um, I think they're on Apple Podcasts. We should be on Apple Podcasts now. I don't know if I did it right, but we should be on Apple Podcasts. Um, I know we're obviously on Spotify and there's a couple, there's a bunch of other ones that we're on, but mainly Spotify is where our listeners are coming from outside of YouTube. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so for today, our top 10, we're doing a super villain slash villain costumes are favorites. Mm -hmm. um, I stuck more with uh, TVs and movies, and I think Bill stuck more with comic books and the animated series. Well, comic books, animated, and uh, actually some of the video. I've got a couple on here that are really uh, video game centric. Yeah, I, there's just too many. I could not dip yeah. into comic books, animated, and video games mm -hmm. because there's. I, I had a really hard time picking the ones that I have now. In fact, I don't typically have honorable mentions, but I have quite a few honorable mentions. Um, and I'm going to show you guys all. So those of you that are watching live, you can see which costumes, because there are so many versions of these different superheroes and villains. I want you guys to know exactly which one I am talking about. So starting off with my honorable mentions, the first one is Captain America from Endgame. Can I make this bigger? Uh, I guess uh, zoom in this way. Is yeah. this how I do it? Sure. Um, but yeah, so Captain America from Endgames, of course, he's holding Mjolnir. Mjolnir, I can always Mjolnir. struggle saying, you, you had say it right. that name. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, do you have honorable mentions? Should I go I through do. all? Yeah, go ahead and go through all yours. Yes, okay, so um, so there's Captain America. The next one will be Harley Quinn from mm -hmm. Suicide Squad. Gotta love her outfit there. The baseball bat, daddy's little monster shirt. Um, I couldn't find a full, like, I guess, pinup. Mm -hmm. um, the next one is, of course, Deathstroke from the Arrow. I just love his... I just love his costume. Oh, that is so sexy. So, so badass. Even, even when he doesn't wear his helmet and just has his eye patch on, fucking mm -hmm. phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last honorable mention would be Ares from uh, Wonder Woman, the first movie. I just He just turned out to be a badass-looking mm -hmm. character. Yeah, I agree. So those are my honorable mentions. Oh, very cool. All right. So do you want to go ahead and get to your first or your number 10, or you want me to drop it? Um. Well, shit, my number 10 got fucked up. Uh-oh. Hold on. Maybe I fucked it up. Okay. Okay. All right. Here's my number 10. My number 10 is I, the iron spider armor. Mm -hmm. I believe just it, loved it. I, I love it too, but believe it or not, in the actual Civil War comic book series, it was a six-part series that came out like 2002, 2003 maybe, uh, the first a Spider-Man suit designed by Iron Man was uh, red and gold. He looked a lot like uh, Iron Man. Oh, nice. I mean, this this has a lot of red and gold, obviously. I just, I don't know. I just loved it. I loved the different gadgets that he had with it. And I don't know. It was, it was great. Okay. I actually am going to share my screen now and I can show you. Do, 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 do. Share screen. We're going to do the chrome tab this one okay that was the og original spider armor oh nice mm -hmm. so yours was on the list too how interesting oh no 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 that that oh. was on my list but no i just wanted to show just to kind of put it out there oh gotcha yeah a lot more red definitely missing mm -hmm. the blue yeah. which i you know is traditionally with spider-man i yeah. i think i like I like the way they portrayed it in the Marvel movies. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I completely agree with you. But it's still – it's the, there's been so many different takes and variations on Spider-Man's costume. Uh, of course, you had the black Spider-Man that mm -hmm. eventually becomes Venom, which becomes anti-Venom and, and Maximum Carnage. And then Spider-Man 2099. There's been so many different variations of the Spider-Man costume, but I just think it's kind of cool how this is what it started. And then in the comics, you go to more of a Spider-Man that looks like uh, from the movies. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Only three arms. It looks like. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So your number 10. My number 10, uh, I only have some samples for a few of mine. Okay. But number one, my number 10 is Iron Man. And it doesn't matter. It, it can be the old school 
1967 comic book version where it's just a big iron statue looking guy or the nanotech one that comes out in uh, Avengers Endgame or not Endgame. Mm-hmm. What, what was the one before that? Infinity War. Mm-hmm. You know, all the Iron Man stuff from the comics to the movies it, it, to the video games. It's mm-hmm. all so well done and it's yeah. always different. I like it. I do. I do love the Iron Man suits. Like he almost made my honorable mentions, but I'm telling you guys, this list was extremely difficult for me because I have so many favorites and Mm -hmm. like, I wanted to make sure that I showed a little bit of love to DC and Marvel and to the superheroes and to the bad guys. So like, I I wanted to make sure I, you know, did Mm -hmm. a little bit of all. Um, so my number nine is the golden armor from 1984 wonder woman. Mm -hmm. Zoom in here a little bit. Um, a little bit of homage. I don't know if that's the right how I say that. Um, from homage, the comic, homage, homage, homage it, yeah. from the comic book. So, well, and that is also a unlockable uh, set in the Injustice Two video game. Oh, it's, nice! Yeah, it's really really cool. And my number nine is Moon Knight. Go ahead and bring it. Yes, you can call him a Batman knockoff if you want to. I don't care. That all-white suit on Moon Knight is just so clean. That's about the only thing in the TV series on Disney Plus that I thought they did really well. I finally gave it a try. I got an episode and a half in, and I just I couldn't do it. I was like... I- I didn't watch it, but I will tell you that even you know for the knockoff Batman, it is a badass suit. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, all right, so my number eight is Thor's outfit and mm-hmm. outfit I whatever <laughs> costume, <laughs> and whatever costume in Ragnarok I just love the and this it's the short hair for me I don't know why like when I he's just a, he's a 10 but he's got long hair and a hammer yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean I do love Chris Hemsworth like he's he is a good looking man but mm. him portraying Thor with the short hair and then even when he loses his eye it's like oh I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that at all. Makes Jen uh, Jen a little confused. <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, my number eight is Storm from the X-Men, but I'm talking the OG Storm, the one with the black and gold. Now the white suit is really cool too. Mm-hmm. And there was a time when she was the leader of the Morlocks. She had very much a, uh, like a punk goth costume and uh, a mohawk that mm-hmm. you know, just about every way they've portrayed storm has been pretty badass. but I will always go back to the original black and gold uh, with the silver hair. She was just so badass. Yeah. Um, KM. No, I'm not saying that there's a chance because <laughs> I'm not going to get into those particulars, but I just it's appreciate, I appreciate good looking men. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, so my number seven is actually a tie. Huron, I don't need you breathing right into the microphone, bro. Come on. <laughs> um, sorry about that, you guys. Uh, so my number seven is a tie with the Joker from Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. I just I, I love yeah, I love Heath Ledger's portrayal and just mm-hmm. the fact that I feel like he brought a little bit of new school and obviously old school mix mm-hmm. into this look. And then my tie is with Nissa Algul. You got to love Katrina Law. Like, oh, my gosh. Love her. I'm sorry. I can't make that much bigger for those of you that's watching. Uh-oh. That's, uh-oh I lost it. There there she is. But uh, her her uh, costume actually evolves quite a bit throughout the series. And um, I think this is actually from season four. Um, but later on, you know, she gets a little bit more, I, I don't know, intricate, I guess. But, yeah, she's got she's got some great costumes for her character. So I haven't watched Arrow in a while. Does Talia Al Ghul not make a... Oh, Talia Al Ghul is definitely in there. Oh, okay, yes. okay. Talia Al Ghul is... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. She comes... She, she's a phenomenal character, too. I can't remember mm-hmm. the actress that plays her, but definitely does a phenomenal job with uh, as Talia. Okay. Very cool. So that was your number seven, correct? Yes, that was my number seven. My number seven, I actually am going to share with this one. And give me one second to bring it up because this one might confuse a few people and that's okay. We're going to screen share. And the Alan Scott Green Lantern. Okay. I know a lot of people. Are you okay? I, I messed my window up. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> I was like oh happening? no, where'd you go? <laughs> She's like, Alan Scott, what? <laughs> no, oh, Alan sorry. Scott. 
I love the Green Lantern Corps stuff to begin with. I mean, in my old house, I had a Green Lantern poster. I've got, you know, just sitting right here beside me, I've got the Alan Scott uh, figure from the Kingdom Come series. Mm -hmm. But the, the OG Alan Scott, it's just an, a homage to the Silver Age comics, the mm -hmm. Silver Age artwork. And, of course, Alex Ross is my favorite comic book artists of all time. The dude's work is phenomenal. But this particular one, uh, you know, I like the costume in general, but this is really, really good stuff. Yeah. Love it. It's it's a cool outfit. Costume. <laughs> <laughs> Fight suit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> suit up. <laughs> suit up. Uh, okay, so my number six is the Scarlet Witch. Mm -hmm. I, honestly, I love all, all of her costumes, but like this one from uh, Doctor Strange, I just watched that while I was home. Uh, Great movie. I don't know what everybody was talking about. Like there was some people saying like, oh, the CGI is terrible. No, I thought that movie was great. And I was super blown away and surprised at, I'm not going to give spoilers, but I was just super mm -hmm. blown away and surprised at what they did with the movie. It was completely unexpected in my opinion. I mm -hmm. then again, I did not watch WandaVision, so I did not know uh, there might be things that happened in WandaVision that I that maybe led up to uh, the Doctor Strange movie. I don't know, mm -hmm. but the Scarlet Knight, Scarlet Knight, the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> Who the f why did did I say the Scarlet Knight the first time? I meant Scarlet I Witch. No, I'm I, Scarlet. I, was say, I don't think you did, but okay. Sorry, brain fog, you guys. <laughs> it's all good. No, um, I finally sat down and watched the Doctor Strange movie. I enjoyed it. I don't think there was anything bad about it. It, it was by far and away not like in my top five or maybe not even my top 10 Marvel movies, mm -hmm. but you know, Dr. Strange, uh, multitude of madness. It was good. And I like how it sets everything up and I can, I'm, I'm excited for the new phase where they introduce Kang, the conqueror. I'm really excited for that. That's not a spoiler alert. Kang mm -hmm. doesn't make an appearance in this movie, but that's where they're headed. And I'm really, really, really excited. I'm going to give a spoiler because I remember, so if you haven't watched the new Doctor Strange, fast forward like 30 seconds, but I remember everybody being all up in arms because they're changing all these superheroes to this gender, this race and whatever, whatever, because of this movie, which mm -hmm. is, a, it's, it's a multiverse mm -hmm. and the, it doesn't fucking play any factor whatsoever. Like it was literally for this movie. That's about yes. as close as I'm going to get to giving you a spoiler, but people need to chill out when it comes to like, oh my God, they're getting so woke. No, like you have to understand how the multiverse works in Marvel and in DC comics. So chill oh, out, everybody. Oh my God, You know what? The movie's been out for two months now. God, I want to talk to you about this one scene. Ah, uh, which one? Cause there was, there was quite a few that I was like, Oh my God. The scene where they introduced the Illuminati. Yes. Oh, okay. I was so fucking stoked when somebody came wheeling their way out. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, they finally merged them together. Right, right. Exactly. Well, not only that, the fact that they had the OG original Captain Marvel, not the Brie Larson bullshit mm -hmm. version. And mm -hmm. then, uh, God, okay, I, I won't say anymore. I'm sorry, but we'll man, I, off. I, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely have to get off on that one. Uh, that didn't off screen at all. Yeah, off, screen. off the screen. <laughs> okay, uh, my number six, just a, another classic, Magneto. Love Magneto. Whether it's the movies or the comics or mm -hmm. even the animated stuff, there's always the helmet with the M on the outline. There's always the cloak, just a very classic look that just seems to never go out of style. They, Scott, slightly, mm -hmm. sl slightly merge them i don't want to give spoilers if no if people like i know yes the movie's been out for a couple mm -hmm. months it is on disney yeah. plus but i i still don't want to give it away but i do think that it is great that they did slightly merge them well maybe and, next week you know let's give everybody a week and okay. then maybe next week we can do a review of it perfect yeah i'm fine love with it that. okay we can do that okay. um okay so my number uh five this one was difficult because there are so many versions of Batman. There are so many, and there mm -hmm. are a lot of great Batman suits. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as the best, this one was kind of a tie, but ultimately it went to Christian Bale's Batman. Um, mm -hmm. I just like that they brought 
you know, the high ears, which is kind of, you know, to the old school, but yet brought in some new school. Um, mm -hmm. Ben Affleck's Batman and Batman versus Superman was very close because it, it did bring a lot of old school feud feel to it. But mm -hmm. ultimately, Christian Bale's Batman won out this between the Batmans. So no Batman costume made it on my list, but if you force me to pick one, my favorite is in Injustice 2, the video game, there is a suit that is uh, a downloadable, unlockable content, but it's uh, laced in kryptonite. And it's specifically designed to fight Superman. It's mm -hmm. really badass. Nice. I really, yeah, I like it a lot. Nice. Uh, my number five is Cloak from Cloak and Dagger. For those of you that don't know, Cloak and Dagger are kind of like the OG street level superheroes in the Marvel um, franchise. And Cloaks, I mean, the, the design is not really my thing. My thing yeah. is with Cloak, his costume is his superpower. Okay. Cloak uses his cloak to hide Dagger, to teleport people. It's just such a cool concept. And I absolutely hate how they tried to do a live series on what well, Freeform or I don't know, one of those more geared towards young adult channels or outlets, Freeform, WB, something like that. I can't remember. Is WB even still a thing? Uh, yes. And, and, yeah, and it, it was terrible. It was so god-awful. So. Never, I never, yeah, I never saw it. Um, yes, Bruce Wayne is definitely always hating on Superman. That's the one thing I never understood with the Justice League is how is Bruce Wayne the one that's like the leader? You know, when you got Wonder Woman and Superman that could completely fucking annihilate this guy. I don't care how many gadgets he has. Like Superman and Wonder Woman alone could annihilate them. My sweet Spoiler, Bruce Wayne is Batman. I love it. And speaking of Batman, if you guys do enjoy listening to podcasts, there is a podcast called Batman Unburied. Um, I think they just wrapped up their season one. I haven't seen any new episodes yet, but that podcast is amazing. Like it's literally just like listening to a movie or a TV show. Like I absolutely love it. If you have HBO Max, there's also Batman. Oh, I'd have to look it up. But there's a series of Batman podcasts that is basically like the old school, like Little Orphan Annie serials in the 50s and 60s on mm -hmm. the radio. And they even add the crackles and pops of radio and the old school jingly uh, commercials. Oh, cool. It's so good. It's on HBO Max. There's no video. The video is like maybe Batman standing in front of a radio or a radio in front of uh, the Batman uh, symbol or the mm -hmm. um, the light, the Batman The, the bat signal. The bat, thank you. Why did I blank out on that? But it was. it's really, really good. If you get a chance, me and Tabitha, we fell asleep listening to him for like two hours. It was really good. Wait a minute. It was really good, but you fell asleep listening to them? Well, because we started at like about seven, eight o'clock uh, at night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So my number four, mm -hmm. it would be The Flash season four, mainly because they bring in the gold boots. Nice. So definitely. I just love when they, when they, you know, show some appreciation for like the old school stuff. I agree. Now my favorite, it's not on my list, but my favorite Flash outfit is the, uh, Either the Black Racer or the Godspeed Flash. Godspeed is, I fucking mm -hmm. love that outfit. Like, I don't, it just looks so clean. I, I don't know. I, and I've, I'm, of course, going off Godspeed from this TV series. I don't know about mm -hmm. comic books, but the Godspeed in the TV series is just so clean. Fucking mm -hmm. love it. And, um, oh, what was the, not the reverse Flash. It was the other one that wore the Black Flash suit. That's I the Black Racer. That's black, right? Okay, yeah, I've yeah, his suit was awesome too. All right, so my number four, the man. But don't get me wrong, Deathstroke's outfit in any is really good, but mm -hmm. the Bath, uh, the Batman Arkham Origins Deathstroke, okay, mm -hmm. it's just so badass. It looks armory, and the thing I really love about it, Jen, I love the bat, uh, the uh, Deathstroke. 
uh, face cloth mask. And mm-hmm. this, while it looks more like armor, still has the tails coming out of the back, which gives, you know, that feel of the cloth mm-hmm. too. And plus no eye patch, but definitely just the one eye. Yeah. So really, really love that one. That's by far and away my favorite Deathstroke. Well, I like the Son of Batman one too, mm-hmm. because in that one, it's black and orange and it's all cloth. It's very ninja. I'll tell you what, the way they portray just about every single character in the Batman franchise of the video games. Yes, I absolutely love it. Like they do such a phenomenal job with every single last one of them, Mm -hmm. especially Dark Knight or I'm sorry, uh, Arkham Knight and Red Hood. Those Mm -hmm. are both really good, too. Yeah. Uh, Okay, my number three should be no surprise is Arrow. Season four is Arrow. I just love that's about that's about the best picture I can get. But I, I don't know what it was with this costume specifically. I think it was just the the accents of the black like on the hood. And I, I don't know. I just love the way they did this one. I don't really like the full sleeve uh, costumes that he he wore a majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one where I don't I don't think he wears the gauntlets or his gauntlets are a little bit smaller, but I couldn't find it. I don't remember what season it was, but yep. Stephen Amell Arrow. Love him. It's really funny because in the comic books, Arrow or Green Arrow, he he debuts the hood look with the sword costume. In the comics, he debuts that. I want to say it's in the New 52 reboot, number 58, where he actually is the mayor of Star City and he captures Deathstroke. Before we move on, buddies, let's take a quick break. Welcome back. Now let's continue on with the show. It's a really cool storyline. Nice. I, I do like the because he, he does become the mayor in mm-hmm. uh, the TV series. Right. And yes, mm-hmm. KM, uh, honestly, there was because so in Tennessee, they used to do the uh, Villains and Heroes Fan Fest every year. Um, Stephen Amell and the Arrowcast don't do it anymore. I think some of the other WB characters might. But there's one year I really want to go with Speedy. Um, who's the red arrow mm-hmm. like and I like I was looking I, I found the the exact replica it was a couple hundred dollars I'm like I'm gonna fucking go with speedy like it's gonna be great but I didn't have that kind of money that I was willing to spend for something I was gonna wear once so with, with speedy okay so there was obviously speedy and we're talking about Roy Harper that speedy no I was it, talking about uh Thea oh Thea Thea's, oh okay, Thea's, okay, okay. Thea's speedy Gotcha. Well, I mean, in the TV show, yes. Yeah, in the TV yeah. show, Roy Harper. They changed. What did they change? Red Arrow. No, it wasn't Red. He his name was Arsenal. Else. Arsenal. That's right. It yes. was Arsenal. Okay. Because in, in the comics, the original first Speedy was Roy Harper, and then he goes to become Red Arrow, and then he loses his arm, and then he comes back as Arsenal, mm-hmm. and then I think he joined. If I remember right, he actually joins the Justice League um, because the Justice League, when they're reforming after the events of uh, Final Crisis, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman show up on uh, Green Arrow's doorstep, and he says, oh, we're getting the Batman back together. Hold on, I'll get my bow. And they're like, well, hold on. We're not here for you. We're here for Roy. And he's like, whoa, (laughs) bitch, what? (laughs) It's it's a really cool scene in that comic. So my number four. Godfall Superman. Nice. I love the no cape, clean red and silver. This just like, and, and there's also a version of this in the Justice League animated series uh, where it's the, uh, oh, the Justice Lords is what they're called in the mm-hmm. alternate universe on the cartoon. But this is the original, the Godfall. And I, I just, I love it. I, the, the Superman with the blue, with the traditional blue, red, and yellow, it deserves a cape. This, no cape required. Mm-hmm. I love it. Nice. Awesome. Uh, my number two would be Wonder Woman from the actual Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. With or without the cloak, doesn't so, matter. So good. It's I, so- it was fucking phenomenal. I remember mm-hmm. when they first released the previews of uh the pictures of her her suit and people were losing their minds like good and bad like you know you have the traditional linda carter woman like "Ah, the colors are supposed to be brighter it's like oh my god shut up like you have to understand the era and all that stuff because they obviously bring in the brighter colored uh wonder woman and wonder woman 84 um which 
pays a lot of obviously tribute to Linda Carter in that movie. But um, mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I fucking love this original <laughs> Okay, kind of risky chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to agree with you. Okay. Speaking of risque, calm down, people. I know. My number two, Power Girl. I love Power Girl. Okay. So I know immediately what everybody's thinking, and I cannot tell a lie. When the first Power Girl costume showed up, I was like every other red-blooded 22-year-old guy who was in the comics. I'm like, you know. Mm -hmm. Then after a while, I got to thinking, yeah, maybe that is a little pervy. And then I found out that it was designed by a woman, Gail Simone, mm -hmm. you know, designed this costume. And I'm like, okay, now I don't feel so bad. But yes, on Power Girl, like in a, in a Power Girl, Supergirl fight, I'll take Power Girl every day of the week, twice on Sunday. But <laughs> which adult, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's, you know, some cosplay things. Yeah. Oh, she's obviously one of the most cosplayed. Uh, her and Psylocke of the X-Men, when it comes to cosplay for girls, they're, you know, two of the, the most done. My best, best thoughts always wing up in the gutter. Jeez. All, All right. right. And now for my number one, this one was also a little difficult because it is definitely between Henry Cavill's Superman mm -hmm. and... Um, I can't think of the lead actor that plays in Superman uh, and Lois, but both of their their Superman outfits are just awesome. Mm -hmm. I just I just love it. I love that he's not wearing underwear on the outside. <laughs> 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 That's my favorite part. I never understood why they did that to Superman wearing underwear on the outside, but hey. I, I agree. Okay. My number one, Dark Phoenix. This was the very first female character that i remember reading in comics thinking oh my god she is a she's a badass on a cosmic level mm -hmm. and i fell in love with just the phoenix saga the, the x-men is really what got me in comics to begin with and i don't mean to sound like comic book girl 19 but the whole i guess this is why i kind of lean more towards marvel versus dc in the day back in the day probably up until the mid to late 90s, Marvel had, they were woke before woke was a thing, okay? Mm -hmm. Mutants protecting the people who hated them, okay? So that was always, even as a kid, that resonated with me. And then, you know, just the Dark Phoenix character is badass, but that black, or that, I'm sorry, that deep dark red and gold, it's so sick. It's clean. It's a great color combination. And it just screams badass to me. Definitely. What did you think of Sophie Turner's portrayal of the Dark Phoenix? I think Sophie Turner did the best she could. She tried to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. And I don't know. You know, I don't have a problem with Sophie Turner's effort. The ones I have a huge problem with are Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique in the last couple of movies. Mm -hmm. And uh, the chick they got to, uh, uh, oh shit, the girl that played Molly in Molly's game, the Jennifer, uh, Jessica Chastain. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, her as uh, the White Queen, Emma Frost, every, both iterations that I've seen on screen. Emma Frost, it's just been, sorry, Jen's dad, it's been fucking terrible. It's just not good. I love the Emma Frost character. Mm -hmm. but, and she's another one that the outfit is scantily clad. Yeah. But, now, Jessica Chastain, not to like completely segue conversations, but didn't but, she start off as like, um, I know she did a lot of, she used to do a lot of like interviews and stuff at like Comic-Con and like mm -hmm. gaming conventions. Like, isn't that how she got her start? Yes, Jessica. Here's the deal. Is she, I think that's who I'm thinking of. Well, Jessica Chastain, she like I said, she played Molly's um, Molly in Molly's Game, which is a fantastic movie about poker, and it's a real true life story. It's really, really great. Um, but her big, big, big claim to fame will always be uh, Zero Dark Thirty. She was the CIA operative who helped arrange the uh, uh, the Taliban raid to kill Osama bin Laden. 
Okay, never mind. She that's not I don't think that's who I'm thinking of. Okay, uh, on. she's the one that gets confused with um Dallas, what's her name? Oh no, no, no. I know exactly who you're talking about. If you give me one Just second. Just I'm I'm thinking of there's I could have swore it's the name. Does she used to be a brunette? No, she's always been a redhead. This is Jessica Chesting. Yeah, I just looked her up. That's not. Mm -hmm. That's why I was saying, like, never mind. That's because I know a lot of people confuse Jessica Chastain with uh, Dallas, the chick from Jurassic World, Dallas something, um, Dallas Bryce Howard or something like that. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But the, there's she, a girl that used to. She was really big with doing the interviews on, uh, you know, at Comic Con, and I thought her name was something Chastain. I, I could be wrong. I'm I'm just remembering things wrong. I guess it could be, but she. Uh... Uh, Jessica Chastain, while being a terrific actress, she got a huge payday from Sony and Marvel, and she mailed it in in uh, the Dark Phoenix movie. It was it was so damn bad. It was just god awful. Oh man! Um, but that so that is our um, top ten. Wait a minute. Dallas is Ron Howard's daughter. Yeah, you, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, Pull up a nice. picture of, of Ron Howard and, da and Dallas. Like, they, I did not know that. I don't think I knew that. Okay, give me one second. I'm going to pull up a picture of them together. Yep. Here they go. Yeah, listen, redheads can be very dangerous. No offense to anyone that's redheads, but I, so, I've, I've. Why do you think I married them. one? <laughs> okay. There you go. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. And believe it or not, I know this is going to sound crazy because she's been in a lot of other things, but my favorite role she's ever played was playing John Connor's wife in Terminator Salvation. Oh man, that I did not know. Can you click on the one that's next to this one? Let's see this one here. Uh, the, no, the one that was on the left. I okay. just. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I see a little bit of similarities, but not a, a too super much to where I would be like, oh, they're related. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Who would have known that Dallas Bryce was it Dallas Bryce Bry Bryce Dallas Howard Bryce Dallas? Ho I always mix her name up. <laughs> but who would have known? That's so crazy. I'm surprised you didn't know that. To be completely I, honest. I know. Usually I pick up on things like that, but oh, oh well. Let, hey, um, the more you know. Yeah. So if you guys have any ideas for top tens that you would like to see, remember you can email us at headlinesandcoffee at gmail.com. Um, you know, I think uh, I'm running out of ideas anyways. Bill's normally the one that comes up with the ideas. So if, Yeah, and, and I can continue to come up with ideas, but we're always wanting the interaction with you guys yeah. who are listening or watching. So, uh, you know, we I, I know we've taken a couple of your ideas. I think somebody else was one who came up with the top 10 fast foods. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so you're you guys are always more than welcome to submit ideas. And, you know, if it's something we can do, we'll definitely do it. Yeah, definitely. I, I would love to do more viewer engagement. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, make sure you email us. You could also leave us voice messages on Spotify through, uh, if you click on the info oh. thing or whatever, you can mm -hmm. click on it and you can actually leave voicemail. It goes to anchor, but you can mm -hmm. leave us voice messages. And if they're, you know, not gross messages or whatever, we can also play them live. So, you know, there's that option there too. All right, Kenda, you said you got a list. Let's hear it. Come on, I got my pencil. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I got my pen Bill, ready to Bill rock. Bill said his pen go. ready. Yeah. Yes, I'm still old school. I still use pen and paper. Uh, my new job that, or not new job, but uh, it's a new job, but my promotion, I've got literally sheets on sheets on sheets of yeah. notes for this yeah, new position. So. I'm the same. I actually need a new notebook because the one that I have next to me is filled up with notes mm -hmm. so um yeah if you guys have ideas you can uh shoot them in the comments or mm -hmm. like i said email us at headlinesandcoffee at gmail.com all one word yep. um well while kenda is typing that up i have a very short like this is probably the shortest american history ever um because there there just wasn't like literally there's only one thing of american history and one birthday that i thought would be like 
you know, important, I guess. Um, so in 1848, the first women's right convention convenes in Seneca Falls, New York, which was organized by Lucretia Mott and Elizabeth Candy Stanton. I, Caddy Stanton, I'm sorry if I messed those names up. And today for birthdays, um, 1865, Charles Mayo, American surger, surgeon and co-founder of the Mayo Clinic. Very short. I don't know. I guess, um, you know, it's summertime and we're not really doing any exciting newsworthy his historic things for, you know, July 19th. That's I don't know. The rest of it was in other countries. Um, so we got a couple headlines. Don't worry. It's it's not toxic political stuff. Uh, well, it's kind of political, but not not the typical political stuff. Anyways, uh, so the UK will not ban video game loot boxes following a two-year inquiry. Uh, the UK government decided against including loot boxes under its existing gambling regulations after an extensive inquiry launched in 2020. Uh, the Department of Digital Culture, Media, and Sports, the DCMS, claimed formal regulations would be premature, but told video game industries to continue to improve consumer protections and threaten future legislation if failed to do so. The DCMS described loot boxes as closer to a pack of Pokemon cards than a slot machine, and those items obtained through loot boxes have no real-world value. That's only partly true. Uh, the DCMS proposed to gaming companies to make changes towards parental supervision for loot box purchases, transparent loot box mechanics, and improved research for future policies. Now, my thoughts. First of all, I absolutely hate in-game purchases. Like, I fucking despise it. I think in-game purchases have really ruined a lot of video games, especially if those in-game purchases alter the video game experience. Um, I do think that with some games, it have opened it has opened up gamers to cyber attacks, robbing gamers of their loot, which is why I said it's partly true that uh, loot boxes have no real real world monetary value there are some games where you can trade sell it all that stuff like there are certain games out there where you can do those types of things so that is not completely true but i just i do not like in-game uh purchases um now my thing is uh, no matter how much i hate it the government needs to stay out of it period it does not matter where in the world the government needs to stay out of it period the end of the day it is a video game and they are stepping into parental responsibility. If the parents aren't parenting their kids and monitoring what they are playing slash purchasing, then that is on the parents. It is not the government's job, no matter where in the world, like I said, to parent children. Therefore, they shouldn't, they shouldn't even have considered any type of regulation on this whatsoever. In regards to gambling, I know other countries are different, so this applies strictly within the U.S. Gambling laws are unconstitutional. The government cannot tell me what I can and cannot do with my money if it causes zero harm to anyone else but myself. If I want to spend my money on whatever I want, it's my money. If it's not hurting other people, as long as I'm not hiring a hitman, then and I want to gamble it all away, then that's my responsibility as a grown-ass adult. Um, next, The Last of Us. Part one has gone gold. The Last of Us has already been remastered and remade for PS5 and renamed as The Last of Us Part One. The remake has now gone gold, which means it is pretty much ready to go. The release date is in two months from now. So for those fans that are wanting to purchase the remastered version should do so knowing that the game will be released with very minimal issues. Um, I never played The Last of Us, but I heard it is a phenomenal game. I'm pretty sure they even made a movie after it. Um, so yeah, you guys can look forward to the remastered version. It's going to be good to go. And that's all I have for headlines, obviously video game specific. No, I've never worked for a casino. <laughs> <laughs> I have never worked for a casino, but I just, I feel very strongly mm -hmm. that if I want to gamble my money, then I should be allowed <clears throat> to do so. I, if States, I, I just don't think that. I, I just don't know. I mean, whatever. I guess it's it's left to the states, which follows the Tenth Amendment. But still, I just don't see how it's not unconstitutional to tell me I can't gamble with my money. It, it is very, very unconstitutional. It is here in Kentucky Sorry, for the longest time. No, you're totally fine. Here in Kentucky for the longest time, the horse racing lobby 
will pay off state legislatures and the assembly to not legalize casino gambling, which makes no sense. I get it. It's going to take a lot of money out of the horse racing industry, but they'll let you play the lot. You can blow all your money on the lottery and that's fine. You can go play bingo in these damn churches and lose all your money and that's fine, but I can't go play poker. Yeah. That doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. That's just like they, uh, because Kentucky, you know, they have those weird rules. Like they put in the horse track there in Clarksville mm-hmm. and, and they, they have do have a casino, yeah. but the casino is slots only. They do not have yes. any table game, table games. games. <laughs> and even then it's not considered slots. They, to get around the law, they call it historic racing machines. But they're not racing machines. They're literally slot machines. I I know. (laughs) I I know. Uh, Just down the road from where I live, 20 minutes down the road, there is Kentucky Downs. Well, now it's called the Mint. And actually, they opened up a branch just down the road from me here in Bowling Green, too. So it's... Wait a minute. They don't call it Kentucky Downs anymore? No, it's not Kentucky Downs anymore. It's called the Mint. They don't even have horse races there anymore. They're, they're, They're tearing up the track to put a hotel there. What? Mm-hmm. They're destroying history. They don't care. History don't mean nothing. They ain't making okay. money right now. Yeah. The horse racing industry is on its last leg. No pun intended, or yeah. all of pun intended. <laughs> outside outside of the Kentucky Derby, nobody gives a shit about horse racing in Kentucky anymore. And to be honest with you, the Derby itself only because of the celebs and the alcohol. That's really all it is. Mm-hmm. And. Kentucky needs to start generating revenue. I honestly feel in my heart of hearts that if we get another Democratic governor, then they will probably go ahead and push through full-blown casino gambling in Kentucky because they basically have it now with the Mint, Kentucky Downs, whatever you want to call it. Um, But it it just makes no sense. The closest we ever got, uh, Steve Bashir, the the former governor and father of current uh, Governor Andy Bashir, about 10 years ago, he ran on legislation to bring casino gambling. Well, he got it through the legislature. He got it through the state Senate. Well, then when it went to assembly, the horse racing lobby paid off one of the guys, I can't remember, but he backdoored an amendment in saying, okay, you can have casinos, but you can't have them within a hundred yards of a ho- or a hundred miles of a horse racing track in mm-hmm. Kentucky. Well, that's like saying you can't put a church within five miles of a liquor store in Kentucky. It right. just ain't going to happen. Yeah. So. Um, I don't, I don't see how that correlates, KM, because teenagers shouldn't be getting sex from sex workers. Like, I, I think I, I, I do agree. I like say what you will. If they did legalize sex work and had it. I hate saying it this way because I don't like government in our business, but if they Mm. had did have some sort of regulatory standards that would prevent Mm. like, you know, trafficking, Mm because that's like the biggest industry of trafficking is, is sex workers. So if they figured out a way to do that and legalized it, then, you know, the young adults Mm. wouldn't have the pent up issues, but I don't see how that correlates with teenagers. You know, I think with teenagers, what needs to happen, and this is for any school age child period is mm-hmm. that we need to start focusing on mental health and mm-hmm. teaching children, no matter you know what school age they're in, how to deal and regulate with their emotions. And mm-hmm. then there are other outlets out there, such as sports and working out and other avenues, even if they're not athletic, there are other avenues out there to help with their pent up aggression. But the biggest thing is teaching children and which will obviously affect them in their adulthood on how to manage their emotions. That is a lot of adults issues. Even myself, I don't know how to manage my emotions because I was never taught that, you know, as a kid. So if we give the kids now these tools of, Hey, it's okay to feel angry, but let's do it in a healthy way. Then that would solve a lot of things. I don't think legalizing sex workers is going to help the teens. Sorry. No, uh, no, and I really have never, even when I was a younger, much younger man, have never been a fan of this thought process of releasing aggression and pent up frustration correlates to sex. Yeah. I, I think that's a dangerous route. I don't think it's healthy to be completely honest with you. No, it's um, not. That can actually cause other 
issues, which is why we end up with, you know, these sex crimes. So I just, I don't think I, I do. I think those are two separate things. I do think Mm. that as much as I'm against that industry period, whether it be the porn industry, the sex workers, whatever, Mm. I am against it, but uh, that's not my, my morals are not to be pushed on other people. So I do think that it should be legalized. It just needs Mm. to have some sort of regulations. So that Mm. way we get rid of the trafficking issues that we have. Mm. And then, with kids, teach them how to manage their emotions in a healthy manner, and then they grow up to be, you know, contributing members to society. Absolutely. Uh, Pudding, uh, the move to Panama City, we, uh, that was always the two to three year plan. So um, we, and even now it doesn't even, I'm not sure about Florida anymore. Don't get me wrong. I love Florida. And we, that's still the first option, but so many people have moved to Florida, whether it's from California, New York, New Jersey, so many people have moved to California and they brought their liberal fuckery with them. Moved to Florida. Yeah. So, you said California. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We have people from California, yeah. New Jersey, New York, Illinois. They've moved to Florida to get freedom, to avoid state taxes, and they brought their liberal fuckery with them. And on top of that, prices in Florida are through the roof now, just like they are everywhere else, but mm-hmm. really in Florida and Texas. Um, so, But we're still looking along the Gulf Coast. Okay, so three things real quick before Jen wraps this up. Number one, Kenda, please send all – you had some great – uh, ideas, please email us at headlinesandcoffee at gmail.com. Please send those. We would love to see more of those. Number two, um, oh, damn it. Number two, okay. We want to apologize for everybody during the live stream. We had the interruption and sorry about that. Not sure what that was all about. We're streaming a YouTube channel. So kind of confused on that part. And number three, Thank you all for the continued support. We truly do appreciate it. Hit them with it, Jen. Awesome. Uh, All right. So as always, thank you, buddies, for always showing up for us. Um, I know we have completely changed what we talk about. Um, You know, we don't really talk politics anymore. But the fact that you guys are still sticking around and tuning in, uh, whether it be live, watching the replay or listening on Spotify or whatever podcast platform you're listening on, I do greatly appreciate each and every one of you. Um, I want to continue to focus on things that bring me joy and share others that bring joy. So if you have any ideas of topics or interviews, please email me at headlinescoffee at gmail.com. I want to bring you all more interviews, more shenanigans, and just have this be a place where you can come and chill when life gets too rough. Um, I hope you guys all continue to work on yourselves while still being a good person to others. Continue to spread positivity to make this world a slightly better place. Um, Thank you to... Tavern Keeper Bill, and thank you again to you buddies. Until next time.